Football Friday with Wolf and Luke. Presented by 72 Sold. Get your price. 98.7 FM, Arizona's sports station. Ah, there it goes. Wolf, you know the words. No, I don't. Okay, well, um, sorry. <laughs> you know the words, don't you? No, we went through this last week. I know I yeah, know the beat. I know that we went through yeah, this I know. last you week. set me up right you know, now. See that? Taste it. Oh, wow. Look at that. It's not even 1 o'clock. We've already started to turn on each other. Uh, <laughs> ASU's got Oklahoma State tomorrow night. Not exactly an easy one in Stillwater against the uh, Cowboys who look pretty good in their opener against Central Michigan. Joining us right now on the Arizona Sports Line is Sam Mays, former Oklahoma State player. Sam and Co-host of the Hoover and Mays show on 97.1 in Tulsa. Sam, how you doing today? I'm excellent. It's been a long time, guys. How are you? Yeah, it, it has been, man. We've been doing great, buddy. Really appreciate your time here. Talk to me about this game, ASU, of course, Oklahoma State. What is the first thing you think of as an analyst when I mention this game? Uh, take the over? <laughs> <laughs> you think it's going to be a, a bit of a light-up session, is that it? You know, I'll tell you this much. I I honestly think that we're looking at a couple of quarterbacks that are looking to really kind of make their imprint on college football this season. I think Emory Jones was fantastic in game number one, and I get the competition wasn't elite by any means, but the control, the poise uh, that he had over that football team, over himself, the accuracy and the passes that he made, I thought he looked a part of one of the nation's top 25 quarterbacks in game number one. And I would say the same thing about Spencer Sanders. And I've covered this boy for four years, and I would have never told you those things about him. He looked as cool, calm, and collected as I've ever seen him look at an Oklahoma State jersey. So offensively, I'm very much uh, excited to watch those two teams play. I thought both offensive lines played well. I thought running backs are probably more of a definite thing mm-hmm. at Arizona State. I like their backfield. they got some big physical kids that can run. Oklahoma State's still trying to find an identity there on the offensive and in the running back room, but they have some kids that are talented also. To me, it's probably the biggest question is the defenses. And what do you expect at Arizona State's defense? What do you expect at Oklahoma State's defense? Last year they were top five. In game number one, they didn't look top 70. Mm-hmm. So it's, uh, you know, it's, uh, it's an interesting conversation. But I think we're going to see a better, one of the better games of the weekend. I don't think anybody's expecting it. Talking to Sam Mays, uh, Sam, what you were saying about Spencer Sanders, he had a monster first week on Thursday night, actually the same time as the ASU game against Central Michigan. Also had a really good Fiesta Bowl last year against Notre Dame. So are you saying that he is maybe taking the next step or it's too early to tell because it was just the one game this year? I, I would tell you that I'm I'm leaning towards he's taking the next step. I've been very conservative in my analysis of him because he's such an odd duck. You know, quarterbacks have got a little bravado to him. This kid is... He's very earthy is the way to describe him. <laughs> Sam, like, what do you mean earthy? Like he's like he's like um he's just unlike any quarterback that I've ever known. <laughs> you know, quarterbacks are are aggressive leaders and they you know, they command a room and this guy would be happy to sit in the back of the room and have nobody notice him. <laughs> like he's just he's just very you know, he's an interesting duck and you know, I questioned his leadership a lot last year and, and I thought, you know, what he did to rally after that disastrous Big 12 championship game and that Fiesta Bowl was amazing. By the way, if y'all have any job openings, hit 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 your boy up. I spent the week at the Camelback, and I want to move out there. Good lord, no doubt about it. But yeah, but Sammy, when were you here? 
When was that again? That'd be January, right? January. Oh, yeah, January, yeah. Yeah, okay. Well, you know what? January is a lot different than July. Yeah, you got to be here in July first. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm sure it gets a little warm out there. But you know what? I can get naked, too. So there's that. <laughs> <laughs> Sam, nobody wants to see that. You're three. What are you? Three thirty? I don't oh, know, dude. Let me tell you something. Twenty twenty two. Big guys are in. All right. They, you can. Lizzo, Lizzo says I can be naked all anytime I want to be. Shout out to Lizzo. Oh man, goodness! On that note, right there, there's no easy transition off of that, my brothers. There just isn't. Tell me a little bit about Mike Gundy and how he's doing and the way he how his career projects going forward i think that the thing that we all probably never really understood about mike gundy is he's had all the success in the world in the last 10 years he's one of the top 10 winningest coaches in the last 10 years and he has never had a support system on campus that was in line with him in sync with him wow. and for the first time ever in his coaching career he's got that he's got a new president that loves him he's got a new athletic director that's focused on raising oklahoma state's bar and getting him to the next level I think Oklahoma State is poised to do something special over the next 10 years. If they can just recruit, it's the one thing that he has never been good at. Like, you're right now, you're sitting at 64, 55. Like, he's got guys on his roster that have been offered by William and Mary and, and you know, these itty-bitty little schools. Fordham. Fordham, they even have a whole damn stadium. It's half of a stadium. Like, what do you mean you've got kids that have been offered by those schools that you're offering also? It doesn't make any sense to me. So hopefully with the athletic director and president in line, they'll all be focused on doing the right thing as far as getting kids in and giving them the experience that they need to have to, to be better in recruiting. But that's it. And then next thing you know, Oklahoma State will find themselves consistently in that top 15, which would be, which would be huge. Talking to Sam Mays. All right, Sam, let's switch over to the NFL. And since you host a show in Oklahoma, you're familiar with like half the Cardinals roster. Um, they are very dependent, especially because everybody else is getting hurt, on, on seemingly very dependent on a Kyler Murray-Hollywood Brown connection right out of the gate on Sunday against the Chiefs. What can you tell us about those two You know, when they were together in college and just what you know about that connection? I, can we talk about Cody Ford first? We can. <laughs> hey, listen, I love what I've seen from Cody Ford. If you're looking for a uh, a good interview, uh, make friends with Cody Ford. He's a good old boy. And really? Is that right? A, oh yeah, and he's a and he's just a straight up goon, like out of the nineties. <laughs> you know, the type of guard that he. If Cody Ford could legitimately commit felonies on the football field, he would do it. Like he's he's just an absolute animal. Uh, when it comes to the physicality of the game, and he looks to make a mark on the defender, he wants them to remember who they played against on a on a Sunday. Like he's the real deal. So shout out to Cody Ford. Nice. Um, as far as Kyler and Hollywood Brown are concerned, you're talking about two of the most dynamic players in the game right now, and they have such a great relationship. They were always together on campus. They were always together for media events. I think they roomed together at one point, or maybe they they roomed when they traveled together. Like they love each other. Like those are those are boys, and so. I appreciate, you know, Kyler's got that whole grumpy cat thing going on out there every once in a while. You can tell that he's, you know, he's he's a different dude. And I didn't necessarily know that about him until he became a pro. The thing that you just have got to understand about Kyler Murray is he's never really experienced failure on any level, period. Yeah. Like, wrap your head around that. Like, the dude does never experienced failure on a football field or, frankly, any sports field. So I think when you take that, so he's got to be a little emotionally stunted 
right? And that's not me. That's not me taking a shot at that dude. I'm just telling you, it's like it's like kids who grow up um, in extreme wealth. I'm not talking about daddy and mommy or doctors. I'm talking about extreme wealth. Like I want to go to Cabo tomorrow. So let's just go ahead and book that trip today. Like anything that you want. Those kids are a little bit weird. So I think that Kyler is, is a little bit weird when it comes to, you know, some of those things and handling loss and handling negative press and handling. So that when you, when you get the pieces around him that make him more comfortable, I think it's, it's what you, what's best. So you go get him one of his best buddies on the offensive line. He's there. Now you get him his best target in Hollywood Brown. He's there. Now I think you see a, a much happier Kyler Murray uh, on that football team. So shout out to Arizona for thinking outside the box here. Like, you know, you don't see teams cater to players like that often, but I think they recognize what this kid could be. I mean, Kyler Murray's ceiling is Hall of Fame easily. That's what his ceiling is. And I feel like he can get there. And I think they took some good steps this offseason. Yeah, you know, honestly, um, I think Kyler needs to continue to improve as a leader. And I think he will definitely do that. What do you think? When you look at him, where does he need to improve to you? Man, I think it's probably, you know, it's rarely do you see a kid uh, get into the NFL and still be able to out-athlete it every once in a while, yeah. right? Like his, his athleticism um, is almost too big for the NFL occasionally. And I think the occasional success that he has just because he's faster than, right, just because he's elusive, just because he's Kyler Murray, it almost stunts him a little bit. Like Kyler Murray's biggest flaw is like he's got to learn how to play NFL football. Like the second that you rely on your coaching staff – rely on the knowledge of the game, your football acumen to be the thing. That needs to be your first step. What do I know first? And then let my body react. And then let my physical you know, gifts react. But i got to use my head first. And I think the second that he can start thinking like that, instead of thinking, I'm Kyler Murray, I can do anything, is the second that you see him take that step from being a good NFL quarterback to be one of the greatest of this era. So I just think it's it's that relationship with him and Cliff Kingsbury. It's a relationship that he has with that offense, and just understanding that the the best bet that he can, the best thing you can always do is trust the offense, trust the scheme, trust my teammates, and then you'll have success. You know, I, I put them first, and then put Kyler Murray second, and I think it'll be all right. Sam May is great stuff, man. Sam, we appreciate you're awesome, the time, buddy. You guys are great. Call Thank me more. You, <laughs> yeah, you know what? As long as we just have to talk to you and we don't have to see that. That's great, Sammy. <laughs> Thank you, bro. Thanks, Sam. Have a good one, guys.